Yo, peace and blessings, code keepers. What's good? What's good? It's time to get on code. As we know, the code is empowerment. The code is empowerment. Everything you do should empower you. Everything you eat should empower you. Everything you read and consume should empower you. So our code is the empowerment agenda. Get on code, teach the code, live the code, be the code. And today, brothers and sisters, what's up, family? We got the Reverend Rance Dunbar, the chakra doctor. I just had his site up. So, yo, it's time for us to have a really good time. It's time for us to learn. It's time for us to earn. It's time for us to get on code. All right. Welcome to Get On Code, the Fly Guy Show, which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge itself. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine, that means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. Money magic make Jesus black. Yes, sir. What's up, code keepers? Yo, I'm here today with the chakra doctor. What's up? What's up, Doc? How you doing, man? Man, infinite love, eternal truth, and peace wave to you. Man, I'm doing swell, well, and great, divinely blessed, and wonderfully infinite. Attitude of gratitude is the longitude and latitude all day, every day, man. It is what it is. I mean, let's get it. Let's get to the black and powerful. <laughs> I say, I say that. I say that. Yo, man, I'm really kind of hyped about this conversation. I've checked out a lot of your stuff, you know, on your Facebook page. It's right there. His IG page is right there. You know, I've been checking out the stuff, man, and I'm kind of intrigued by your story, man. You battled depression. You battled suicide. You increased your health and health, H-E-A-L-T-H, and those of thousands of other people too, man. So, yo, and, you know, one of the other things is you and I were both influenced by this book right here. Oh. Blacked out. Through whitewash. All, all praises be to, all praises be to the noble, to the noble immortal justice, Dr. Suzar Epps. I got this, I got this book in my hand in 2005, and my life when it comes to blackness has never been the same since. Um she is the reason why she she's one of the main reasons. My mother's the main reason, but she is the second main reason why I give people, uh, why I introduce people into the great grand holy mother of all divinity and why I teach Christians that Jesus had a mama and there's a hierarchy. Um, my mama used to always teach me that Jesus had a mother. And so, you know, coming up on this book right here, that black dog through white was, you see how warm mine is. Mine is warm at the time and I've been using mine. Uh, it is definitely a book that is recommended for anybody who is trying to wake somebody up from their black illusion and their black sleep as we rely on all of these Caucasian mechanisms and we rely on these Caucasian politics, media, education, business, military, medicine, banking, religion, black market, stock market, all of it has been whitewashed. No matter which area you go in, 
there will there is a, it, it is it is stolen plagiarized black spirituality black economics black philosophy black science whitewash for today's whitewash to fit uh indian wash chinese wash japanese wash <laughs> you name it it's, it's been washed in that particular ethnicity to fit that ethnicity's people but it has been originated by us like people think yoga originated in india lies black people invented yoga right but when you go to india you're gonna see there are black people that are way blacker than the indians that they market to us right Everywhere you go on the continent, there is a dark version of that person on the continent. I go to China, I can find Chinese black people. When I go to, I'm talking about black is blacker than me. When I go to Australia, you can find the Australian blacks. When you go to Europe, you see the European blacks. When you go anywhere, Eskimos, you got the Eskimos, the black Eskimos, right? Everywhere you go, there is an original version of the lighter skinned people that are in that particular uh, area. And so with that being said, we have to acknowledge the fact that everything has been stolen from us, like in the highway robbery. And we have to have a burning desire to seek, find, and reclaim that which has been stolen from us. I say, I say, I first got a hold of that book. It was actually a pamphlet. When I first got it, it was circulated. This is circa 1991, 1992-ish. It was 91, 91. I graduated from the Great Hampton University in 1990, and it was 91 when I really started getting really deep in the conscious community. And that was one of the first things they hit me with. And so I started reading that stuff in 91, and it was papers. Somebody had copied it. And so mm -hmm. I never saw the real book really until 2000. From 91 wow. into 2000, I had copies and I was distributing them. We would go to Kinko's back in the day and back we would the copy day. them. Yep, copy them. Um, and, you know, sell them and give them out at, you know, Kwanzaa celebrations. We used to bring Dr. Ben to the area, so we would give them out and sell them then. We brought the Conscious Rasta to the area. We brought, uh, well, Dr. Ben's an ancestor. Uh, we also brought Dr. John how was Clark. How was Dr. Everybody always asks me, like, I met, like, all right, so the reason why I became who I am is because of Dr. Sabian. I met Dr. Sabian. A lot of people ask me, how was he? So I want to ask you, how was Dr. Ben, man? Yo, I never met him, but I always did wanted to meet him. How, how was he, man? All right, so look, uh, I married my wife in 97. In 95, congratulations, man. Yeah, hey, congratulations to you and your wifey and that new beautiful little one that I saw on your IG page, yeah. man. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, Thank you. I met we brought Dr. Ben down to the Hampton Roads, Virginia area in 1995. And I tell you what, you know, he started talking about how his wife, Dr. Ben was talking about how his wife was a, uh, like used to be a nun and then was really heavily involved in the Catholic church. Right. And how he used to go to the Catholic church and he, you know, he, mm. he went through the rituals and everything with her. because That was his wife. But then he would have, you know, his books, man, his books would break down all that stuff and how they got it from indigenous African people and all those rituals, man. You know, Black Man of the Nile. Uh, I, was that his? Black Man of the Nile was his. And so right. Dr. Ben had a filthy mouth. Okay. And he started off really nice. And so when he started talking, my wife was like, yeah, I like this. And then... 15 minutes, she was like, yo, I can't take this. <laughs> he was abrasive. So if you weren't ready for him, he was real abrasive. You know, he, he was getting on your case. And he was, you know, 
man, it was crazy. So we would bring him down to the area. Steve Coakley, we used to bring Steve Coakley to the area. And these two brothers were real abrasive. And so if you weren't up on your information, if you weren't up on your square, they were breaking it down. They were, you know, destroying it. But Dr. Ben was very abrasive, but he was so fluent. He would start talking, and then two hours later, you know, he would have made 40 points, and then he would come back to the original point. But he was <laughs> really fluid, man. He was really fluid. So, okay. yeah, yeah. That's, that's how he was, man. Oh, day, man. That's, that is definitely, that is definitely what needs to be, you know, we need that. We need that type of fire back in our and our leadership, we need that type of uh, those. We need those type of old school engines, you know. Right, these new right. school cars, these new school cars, they're easy to wreck, you know. They're easy to damage. We need those old. We need those old school iron body, you know, engines that could go 500, 900,000 mile engines and stuff, you know. Um, right, the, you, right. Yeah, you need that Ford Tough. You know what I mean? So, hey, so look, man. One of the things that I found intriguing in my walk through consciousness is there are times, and you know what I'm going to come to, you know what I'm going to come to, man. There are times when those who are new in consciousness, you know, babies or the newborns, they, they rally against things that they grew up in. You know, once they really understand that they learned the baby level stuff and they really didn't get the meat, they just got the baby food. And when they start getting the meat, they want to rally against everything and destroy it, cuss it out, say everything is a lie. And so I used to get a whole lot of heat because I go to the conscious stuff and I would still go to the church stuff, you know, you know, because I enjoyed mm -hmm. being with my wife and the experience that she would have. And I enjoyed some of the music. Now, I mean, you know, I didn't leave my fraternity. You see, my brother would make a sci-fi fraternity incorporated. We have a couple of uh, we call us the uh, conscious bros. So we we've learned this conscious information. But we like, man, these are just Greek letters. The same way you spell your name, you know, C-H-A-R-K-R-A. -R -R that doesn't mean that you're a Phoenician or that you're Anglo-Saxon or that you're celebrating that culture. It's just you use those letters, those Phoenician, those Anglo-Saxon letters uh, to spell chakra. And, it's, you know, it's kind of well, but I, you well, go I, I the same thing, the right? I, I, well, I tell people all the time in that in the book Black Dog Do Whitewash, they show you how the English language and all European languages in general are plagiarized from um, black people. Um, once again, every single aspect and facet of life that we hold important was invented and created by someone of my color or darker, or, you know, just a black person um, who identified with the ethnicity of blackness. And when you analyze, when you analyze that, let's analyze this right now. If I was to give you, if you were to go to a restaurant right now, right, and the restaurant serves you baby food, you'll be pissed off to her, right? You wouldn't. You, you went to Root Chris. Root Chris brought you a baby food steak. What the fuck is? <laughs> what the hell is this? Fucking baby food flavored steak. You know what I mean? What what, what is what is this? And you're like, uh, you know, so I can get how someone may or may not rebel against the previous programming just to get into the new level of understanding. I always tell people I did the same thing. There was a time when I was going around and I was saying, uh, I, I, I was saying F religion, F, I, look, I used to say F Jesus, F Satan, F God, F the devil, F everybody on my own team, 
everybody done lied to me. I don't want to be lied to no more. And when you've been lied to like that, like black people, we have been monumentously lied to. Like we've been lied to on a big, grand. big, 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 grand, grand, grand scale. So to find out these things, right? To, to, to find out that we've been lied to on these levels, guess what it does? It hurts. It hurts. It makes you say, well, if they lied to me about that, what else they lied to me about? Uh-huh. Right? And now it makes you not trust nothing. So that is, I think that is a stage, like we were talking about, I think that is a stage of growth that one must go through in order to break free from the old chains that bind us. Right? Free from the old chains that bind us. When you look at when you look at all of the chains that bind us, politics, media, education, business, military, medicine, banking, religion, black market, stock market, all of these areas, we don't own no big chunks of them. And these areas are heavily like discriminatory against our culture, even though they appropriate our culture to make billions and trillions of dollars, okay. right? And okay. so with that fact, so, so with that fact, it's never, it's never the oppressor. It's ne- I never blame the oppressor for being an oppressor. Oppressor is gonna do what an oppressor want to do, right? I blame the oppressed for letting oppressors oppress them. That's what I blame, and I also blame black people for thinking that they can win this war with Smith and Wesson, Heckler and Koch, Northrop Grumman, and uh, all of the places that make their make these guns, right? Like. When will we res- when will we go back to that old formula that Haiti used? And Haiti did not use no dang nabbit guns. Haiti used some spiritual nature, organic power of God within them, witchcraft, all kind of whatever you want to call it. Haiti went Haiti went to Mother Earth. Mother Earth got them up out of there, and then they revert. And after they used magic to get the people up out of there, right? Guess what they did? They went straight to White Jesus. Shame on them. That's why they fell and got crushed. See what I'm saying? You yeah, so they had, they had Ogun. They had Ogun. They had Shango. They had Ogun. They had Shango. They had everybody. They, they whipped them up. As soon as the colonizer left, white Jesus came in. And you want, because people wonder why Haiti has it so bad. And I tell them, because they went against their own grain. When you, okay. you went against your own grain, you got the people out of there with, not you didn't get the people out of there with Jesus. The white man did not leave Haiti because the black man prayed to Jesus. I'm sorry, people, that did not happen. So the white man left Haiti because the black man laid up there and resorted to some ancestral knowledge, magic, wisdom, understanding, and that got him up out of there. Now, the thing about it is, after the white man got up out of there, they didn't stick to the roots. They did something with a lot of black people doing Christian church. They backslid. They went. They needed some food, clothing, shelter, education, and medication. And the white boy said, "Hey, you denounce, you denounce Ogun, you denounce Oshun, you denounce your Orisha, and taking this Jesus, we'll give you a budget." And they went for it. They didn't rely on saying, "Well, look, if we if we relied on the ancestors to get them up out of here, we're gonna rely on the ancestors to build a new, a new economy." You All see? right. Well, that kind of leads us to this point. So your shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make Jesus black again, bro. See, I don't have no problem with people worshiping a savior that look like them. When I go, my, my business partner, Dr. Varun Gandhi, 
is a self-made millionaire from Mumbai, India. When he goes to the temple and worship God, that God and all that God is looks like his that God is look like his wife or that God looks like him. When the Hispanic man goes to the Catholic church or goes to the church, he approaches, he worships a deity called Jesus. Jesus looks like him. When the white man goes to the Catholic church or goes to the Christian church, he worships, worships a God that looks like him. When the Arabs say, Alhamdulillah, and Bismillah, Rahim, he's worshiping a God that image looks like him. We are the only, when I say we, because even when you go to Africa, you see African tribes that praise gods that look like them, like black ancient African deities. And you have some you have some sprinkles of Christianity throughout there because of the colonizers. But when you look at them, they still can go to their ancestral roots and worship a God that looks like them. Now the African, or I wouldn't even like to call, I don't even like to call us African-American um, simply because I know we're Native American and my New Orleans roots proves it beyond shadow of a doubt. When I go to Mardi Gras, I see Indians, Native Americans that look like me. Feathers, they even feathers go looking like me, right? And so the lie that they told me in my propaganda on TV does not fit the reality that I'm seeing every year for Mardi Gras, every Sunday for Super Sunday, every fest for Jazz Fest. Every time I go out into my city, I see black Indians. I see Indians that look like me, Native Americans. My 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 best friend, his grand, my best friend, his grandmother had two long locks, big old long, and some, and they were the good hair like people like black people like to brag on the indian had a good hair but um i know for a fact that my bloodline is choctaw chippewa native american when you look at the names of the of our states a lot of our states are named after our native american tribal heritage mississippi that's native american louisiana that is native american iowa that is native american wichita kansas all of these places are original black Native American tribal lands that have been appropriated by invaders. Now, if you well, want me... Yo, I'm, I'm glad you said that, bro. I'm glad you said that. And we'll have a discussion about, um, you know, what you see during Mardi Gras. I, 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 when I went to New Orleans, I had a great example, a great experience where I got a chance to sit down with one of the historians, the New Orleans historians, who helped with the development of that Disney film that had uh, uh, the Princess and the Frog? So, and and he also runs a a voodoo museum there in Lawless. And so, I had a really good experience there. But we all know, man, since you know uh, J. A. Rogers, you know, talked about they came before Columbus. So we know that there were people that looked like us who were indigenous to this country. You know, man, look, are you ready and, for this? And, yeah. So, but let me let me drop this real quick. Go ahead. If we use the term African-American in this conversation, we're simply talking about American citizen of some level of... Everybody who got a social security number. Okay. If we use the term black, it doesn't refer to skin color, hair color. We're not talking about a city, a state, a nation, a country called black. We're not talking about a crayon color. We're not stupid. We're not using the term to address someone's legal identity or status. If we use the term black, we're talking about some person with a level of African or indigenous or aboriginal descent. So I, I had to get that out there because, you know, some of us who get into consciousness really set trip on terminology. And I love That's everything. That's that's, it's cool. It's cool. Some people are really passionate about terminology. But think about this. Terminology does not determine growth. Right? Terminology does not determine growth. We have to get into the term of what makes things grow 
versus what makes things stay stagnant and not grow. And uh, Doc, believe it or not, even though even though he's you know even though he's a charlatan and a fraud and he's been exposed, he does say some truthful things. And Doctor Umar said that this is called intellectual masturbation amongst the black people, right? And that you can you cannot pick a word or a phrase or a coin better than what Dr. Umar said, intellectual masturbation, because that's what we're doing. We are arguing and masturbating these different truths, these different knowledges, these different uh, et et ethnic causes, right? And we're missing the whole purpose that no matter if you're a Native American Black, no matter if you're African Black, no matter if you're Indian Black, no matter if you're Australian Black, European Black, no matter- Asian Black. Asian Black, South American Black, Greenland Black, Eskimo Black. No matter what Black you are, you come from the universe. You come from the stars. You come from the cosmos. And that soul inside that body supersedes color, supersedes race, supersedes sovereignty, supersedes ethnicity, nationality, race, gender, creed, religion, and all of the things that we tie to our lives. We tie these titles to ourselves, and these titles weigh so much weight we forget that we can let the title go and just fly and be uh, and, and be us, right? So so the one thing I learned is everywhere you go, there is a melanated version of the light-skinned people that are there. So with that being said, I determined that black is not a color. No, no, no. Black is the source of all color. When I look at carbon, melanin, there is nothing blacker than carbon, right? There is nothing more, um, and when it comes to when it when it comes to the sky, and I go out in the sky right now, and I go stargaze. There is nothing that is superseding the blackness in the sky. When I look at a rainbow, I don't see white on the rainbow. I don't see gray on the rainbow, and I don't see black on the rainbow, right? But I can see every other color coming from the rainbow, right? And when you analyze this, man, when you when you, when you analyze these nature coincidences or these nature uh, evidences, right? You'll see that, wait a minute, black is not a color. Black is literally the actual page that all creation gets to write on. You understand what I'm saying? And so, okay. so to call it a color is, to, to call it a color is to do it and give it and rip it of its power because the the source the source of color is is uh, basically exempt from the status of color because it's the source of color meaning any color black can make black can make any color there are four, remember they, they they tell you when you learn in, in nation of Islam you learn more science to tell you there are forty six shades to the black man that represents your twenty three chromosomes that come from your mama the twenty three chromosomes that come from your dad boom that's forty six right there. Your 46 chromosomes. Six plus four is 10. Knowledge born. Uh, you, you already know. Knowledge cipher. Sorry. Knowledge cipher. We already knowledge know. cipher. You, you already peace know. God. Knowledge cipher. Right? So, peace, God. Peace, yeah, God. peace, God. We already know. So we, so we already know the, you know, we already know the, the, new, the, the terminology, right? But a lot of people, they got a lot of people who are food and actually think black is an actual color, right? So I always tell people, you know, I always tell people, you know, when they say, "What are you?" I say, first and foremost, I'm, you know, I'm God. 
I am God. The Bible says that I am God in Psalms 82 and 6. Jesus said that I am God in John 10 and 34. The kingdom of heaven is within. God lives within the kingdom of heaven. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. That means seek ye first the kingdom of God. And if God is within and you're seeking the kingdom of God, you're supposed to be seeking inside of yourself. If you're seeking inside of yourself, it's nothing but black. Right now, all of your organs that are operating inside of your body are surrounded in darkness, blackness. Everybody, I don't care what color you are, your heart is beating in the dark. I don't care what race you are, right now, your organ, your liver, and everything is rumbling in the darkness. And when I put a seed into the ground, and I put the seed into the ground, it goes into the black soil. It's pitch black. They can't see nothing. And the seed has to grow beyond the darkness and let there be light. Boom. And it was so. So the Bible shows you the process of darkness that how much the matter of fact the bible shows you so much how darkness is needed it shows you that god and the devil work on the same team in the book of job in the book of job it shows you i keep telling you i, I keep telling you that we are oxymorons how on one hand black people give power ready on one hand black people give power to jesus power to, to power to god and that power, one of those powers that they give to God is called omni, mm. omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, right? So if a, if a being is omnipresent, that means that being literally exists within all. Everything. Everything, the good or the bad, the devil is included in that all. All right, now, so Sway, <laughs> like Sway, how Sway, on some of your posts, You've mentioned that Jesus and Lucifer are, are the same beings. So same in Revelations, beings. Jesus and Lucifer are synonymous. Remember, you look at the first the first half of the Bible is called the Old Testament for a reason. When you analyze the Old Testament, what goes on in the Old Testament? What God doing in the Old Testament? He murdering. He he destroying. He killing. He let his prophets. He let his prophets steal. He said, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife. David, go and kill Bathsheba's husband and steal his wife. He said, thou shalt not kill jawbone. Go, uh, 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 Samson, go kill 10 men with the jawbone of an ass. You see, 10,000 men with the jawbone of an ass. He says, uh, thou, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery. Look at Noah sleeping with his daughters, right? It shows you time and time again how the Old Testament God is doing a lot of evil things, but we are calling it, we are calling it godly, right? How can a God tell you to go sacrifice your child and you still consider that a godly thing? But then when you look at the old, when you look at the New Testament, and, oh, look, and, and there's only one mention of Jesus, a.k.a. Lucifer, in the Old Testament, and it's, in, and it's Isaiah, and it said, Oh, Lucifer, how have you fallen from the heavens and weakened the nations, right? Now, I tell people, that is the story of man. That is the story of us. Aren't we from the stars? Don't they call us star seeds? Right? Don't they say, don't, in Hollywood, everybody trying to be a star, right? Dancing with the stars, Star Trek, Star Wars. Everything is about, you know, these stars. Now, when you analyze, they call it, when you see a fallen star, you make a wish. Right? Now, if we are the seeds of stars and we've come down, a.k.a. fallen, into these bodies, right? This is the story of Lucifer, light bringing, one who was up 
and fell down into a weakened nation. Remember, the body represents a weakened nation in um, Galatians 4, 22 through 24. It says that the story of Abraham is an allegory that symbolizes two nations, two covenants. You see? So they know that your body is the universe. They know that your body is a carbon copy of the overall mainframe of the universal structure. And when you incarnate as a spirit into this body, you have fallen. You have chosen to fall into a prism. Remember, when you're in this body, the only way you can leave is if something tragic or you know, if death. That's the only thing that can claim you out of this body. You just can't leave this body and say, fuck it, I'm going back to heaven. I'm about to go back to chilling chill, chill with Jesus. And me and Jesus, I don't like it down here, Jesus. I'm about to leave this body and the body going to drop and you're going to go back to heaven. No, it don't go like that, right? So when you analyze that we are spiritual, we are stars, we are actual light creatures, light beings. This is why they said, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. If you're letting this little light of mine shine, then you are a light bringer. Light bringer is Lucifer. Wait a minute. Now Jesus in, now Jesus in Revelation. Now remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Okay? The truth and the life. All right? But then in Revelation, he comes and says, yay, I am the bright and morning star. Jesus says it out of his mouth. I, Jesus, am the bright and morning star. If you are a bright and morning star, that means, once again, you are Lucifer. Now, when you look at the, the, the New Testament, the New Testament is all about forgiveness. There, nobody, don't, barely nobody get killed. The only person that get killed is the Savior. Remember, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John starts off with the, the Christ directives, and all of the other books after that are reconfirming the Christ directives, the story of Christ, how he walked, how he talked, how he moved. Right. And you never really see God on no murderous wrath or anything like this. You see him healing, healing the sick, feeding the poor, giving knowledge, to wisdom and understanding to the deaf, dumb and blind. Right. And so the, 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 the first testament or the New Testament or the Old Testament shows you the, the devilish side of God. And then the New Testament shows you the godly side of God. And they are Basically, it's up to you to choose which one will you pick. This is what this is what church is all about. Because you see a lot of pastors be evil, but you see other churches, a lot of pastors be good. Well, what they read in the Bible that this other pastor they read in the Bible. Well, no, they're reading the same thing. It's just that their hearts are in two different places. And so analyzing that we are light beings and we bring that light every time we shine our light, we are light bringers, aka Lucifer. Remember, Lucifer is not a name, Lucifer is a title. That's like me saying, hey, that's like me naming my child police officer. Who is going to really be like, you can't name your child police officer. You can't name your child firefighter. That is just a title. Well, Lucifer, a light bringer, that is a title. Satan, one who opposes Satan, one who, uh, the opposition, that is a title. But now when you're getting, when you get into real Hebrew, uh, real Hebrew doctrine and what the Bible was plagiarized from, you know, from Hebrew to Greek to Latin to English, Right. You see that. Wait a minute. There are actual names to these particular Satans. There are actual names to these particular Christ beings. And that these Christ beings and these, these satanic beings come with names. You'll see what you see. You're reading the Hebrew and Balaam. The, the, Balaam was Balaam was a uh, Balaam was a, uh, a supposed a supposed prophet of God in the Bible that the, the that the donkey, the talking donkey stopped him. From being killed by the angel, right? But when you look in the crap, Balaam is a demon. You see what I mean? 
So how can so so how can we take a plagiarized version of our African spirituality and call it the absolute overall truth? No, this is a piece of the truth that's been spliced from our source, original African, Native American, whatever you like to call it, creation. And once you analyze that Jesus and Jesus, the devil, God, everything is all the same thing. I tell people, God is omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient. If you're omnipresent, that means you dwell within all. The devil is that part of that all that you dwell in, right? If you're omnipotent, that means you have power over all, right? And control over all. That means you definitely have uh, the, the, the fall falls back on God's shoulders again. Because now he has another power called omniscience, which means you know all, past, present, and future. You know what's going to happen before it happens. So when you created the devil, you knew the devil was going to turn on you, and you knew this game was going to start off as a game uh, for the human soul, right? And the book of Job shows you that. The devil and God makes a bet. They actually make a wager against Job's loyalty in life. And which Job is going to choose? They say, we're going to persecute Job. And this is why y'all got jobs right now. Everybody, the reason why y'all got a job is because of the book of Job in the Bible. And the reason why the job puts you through so much hell, because that's what happened to Job. They put him through all his hell, and he still stayed down on the job. Still stayed down. Still stayed down. They took everything from him, and he still stayed down. And that's what they do you at your job. They take everything from you. 20, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years of your life given to this goddamn engine and you don't even meet the owner of the goddamn company and this is what it this this is highway robbery of your energy right and so they show you time and time again how the god especially in job how god and the devil work together how a satan is an actual agent of the lord how you go look at the tv show lucifer they got a tv show on fox called lucifer and lucifer is not the bad guy lucifer is actually an agent of god that is in charge of hell for God. Well, you know the Hebrew pretty well. So in Hebrew, what does Satan mean? In Hebrew, Satan means enemy, opposition, or adversary. So it is a common noun, first and foremost. It's not a proper noun. It is a common noun. So the equivalent of me saying, the equivalent of Satan is today would be me like the youngster saying the ops. Like, you know, them youngsters be saying in the rap, my ops, my ops, my, my opposition. Yeah. The ops stand for opposition. They're literally talking about their ops is literally the equivalent of saying my Satan. Right, right. Yeah, like that's my, the equivalent. My, it's a hindrance. It's a challenge. It's a uh, challenge. Because, it's a hindrance. And I tell people that God turns. I said that God and Satan are one and the same being. Satan is just the God. Satan is just the side of God that challenges you while God is the actual side of God that nurtures you after the after you beat the challenge, that gives you guidance through the challenge. So God gives you guidance through the challenge while Satan is the actual challenger that's putting you through the challenge. So God, okay. this is why they can show you on one shoulder. On one shoulder, you'll have Satan. On the other shoulder, you'll have God, right? One, the angel is whispering in your right ear. And on one, the, the, the demon is whispering in your left ear. And it's showing you that one is going to challenge you. Ah, man, don't worry about that shit. Da -da 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 -da, and give you the challenging part. And one is going to nurture you. Man, you know you can do it, man. You know you can resist. You know you strong. You know you powerful. You don't got to fall for this trick, right? And you go through the tug of war of what choice? Or the illusion of choice. Because we think we got a choice, but we really don't have a choice. What is a choice? Well, think about it. Republican or Democrat. That's it. Uh, hamburger or hot dog. 
uh, 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 beer or wine, right or wrong, up or down, left or right. You only got two choices. It's only an illusion. You only got two choices. You're either going to do good for yourself or you're going to do bad for yourself. Either or, you're going to do one or the other. Now, if you call that a choice, then so be it. But I call that the illusion of choice. I call that an option, not a choice, right? And so with that being said, we have to realize this as black people that we have the option to choose which part of God that is within us that we want to tap into. Because I keep telling you, that right. God has multiple personality disorder, and you are just one of the personalities. <laughs> I say, yeah, I, I've always, I've come to the conclusion. I guess the last thirty years of my life that uh, the, the the angel on this side and the angel on that side, they're both God. They're remember, both Almighty, because you can't remember. spell Allah without spelling all. You can't spell Almighty without spelling all. Um, so. That, Remember, that, that's, they, that's incredible. Go ahead. You, when you look at that, think about this. I keep telling you, you can't, you can't give God these powerful attributes, and then when it's time to exercise the imagination and wonder and see and analyze how God is using these powerful attributes, then you resort back to your human cognitive dissonance and say God can't do that, right? So if I say that God, if the, if the word says that God is omnipresent. Omnipresent meaning dwells within all. And so I tell people, why are you crying when God is the actual baby that's being killed and the actual baby killer? Right? Why are you weeping when God is the actual person that is being murdered and the actual murderer? Okay? That's what omnipresence is. I dwell within all. So that means God lives inside of the pedophile, people. God lives inside of the whoremonger. God lives inside of the motherfucking evilest, the most evilest, treacherous person on the face of the planet Earth. God lives inside of them. The most evilest creature or being on the face of the planet Earth. God is living there inside of them, monitoring, watching, logging. The Quran and in, in, in Islam, they say you have an angel that's jotting down all your good deeds. And you got another angel that's jotting down all your bad deeds. This is a symbology of God's consciousness recording whether you tapped into the part of God that is um, that is righteous or you tapped into the part of God that is evil. Remember, the Bible says it in the Bible. God says he created good and evil. Remember this now. God says out of his own mouth that he created good and evil. Good and evil. I created this say of the law. Watch this here. God, ready? Here you go. And uh, it's Isaiah 45 chapters of Isaiah chapter 45 verse 7 and God says I form the light and create the darkness I make peace and create evil I the Lord do all these things that go that word all again so the Lord is admitting out of his own mouth with his own verbiage that number one I create good so God ain't good all the time. So stop saying that in church. God is good all the time. He's a fucking lie. Because God just admitted it out of his own mouth that and I create evil. I, the Lord, create all these things. Now, if you look at the word evil spelled backwards, and this guy right here will be doing right now. Lie. Lie. Live. Look yeah. at the word devil spelled backwards. You got the word live. Look at the word love spelled backwards. You got the word evolve. And then add a V-E and you got evolve. When you look at the word God spelled backwards, you got dog. This is why a dog is a man's best friend. And this is why a God, this is why a human is a God's best friend. Okay? And analyze this word war. When you look at the word war backwards, you got raw. This is why you, this, 
This is why I became a, a, a raw vegan, declaring war on acidic bodies, right? So Anna, so analyze all of these, all analyze the, the omnipotence and the omnipresence and the omniscience of the creator, and you'll never be able to say, oh, no, nope, that ain't God's plan. Nope, that wasn't God's plan. Nah, everything is working according to the grand design of the creator, God's plan. And once we get in tune with that grand design, then we become Christ-like. We become God-like, just like the Bible says. Like and the Bible says. The Bible, and, and, and you wonder how certain people are able to get the religion and be so successful at it, and how other people get it and don't get it at all, and they're still just at the same place where they're at when they started with the religion. Well, well look, 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 look. I, I want to also take this time to talk about this Ooh, and to talk about this. That's Jesus so we in just the Bible. Talked <laughs> Jesus juice, right? Uh, we talked about the Bible. So on your website, on your website, we can find the affirmation Bible. So what I have on the below is your website and your direct telephone number. So if folks want to yes. get in contact with you, they can catch up with you on IG. They can catch up with you on Facebook, FB, uh, or what is it? Uh, Federal Chocolate Bureau. <laughs> oh, oh the, remember, I, I tell people, no, remember, they call it the Lamb's Book of Life. So I keep telling y'all the, the, the codes of the Bible. The codes of the Bible. They said it's the Lamb's Book of Life. Well, let's analyze, let's analyze Facebook, all right? And analyze sorcery and understand that Mark Zuckerberg is, is a CIA wizard and the CIA are wizards, okay, that practice high magic and sorcery, okay? So let's understand this. Facebook, it's called the Lamb's Book of Life. Okay. Right? Okay. Facebook has facial recognition technology. Everybody who uses Facebook, it's a book of faces. This is what Facebook, a book of your faces, reckon uh, of facial recognition technology, right? When you analyze the Lamb's Book of Life, remember the Lamb is AKA Aries, the Ram, the head. This is this is why I said God is the head and not the tail. This is why they call it the Lamb of God, right? The Lamb of God represents the Lamb of God that represents Aries. Now, when you talk about the Lamb's Book of Life, you're talking about the head. Aries, but what's on your head? Your face. Hence the term Facebook. It is a book of literal faces, facial recognition technology. And everything starts, remember, I, I keep telling you, and all everything correlates and communicates with everything. All of the different algorithms. The Facebook algorithm communicates with the Google algorithm, communicates with the LinkedIn algorithm communicates with the Instagram and so on and so forth. It's a chain. It's a it's a link chain of communication. And the whole overall purpose is to gain data so that they can predict your next move before you even know it. Right. And so when you talk about Facebook, understand you're talking about a CIA, FBI, DIA, NSA program. And this NSA program is to number one log everybody who we can through facial recognition technology and software so that when we create the metaverse like they're doing right now already your character will already be digitally imprinted into the world you so your avatar is already there now remember you don't understand this you don't understand the magic in that there is a if there's a digital copy representation of you of you somewhere then that is a representation of your overall energy that is a representation of a piece of your energy so now, you done got a Facebook page. You done got a Facebook page. You say, F Facebook, I don't want to do Facebook no more, right? 
And but they still got your face. They still got everything that you did while you had a Facebook page. Just because you deactivated your page and stopped doing your page, don't mean they don't got the data from the thing that you were doing and the activity that you were doing. And just because you quit Facebook, think about all the people that died, right? That had a Facebook, but they're lot. They're still gonna be alive in the metaverse. Think about this, okay? Now these digital imprints or these digital representations are actual energy representations of you. Now, I keep telling people, y'all watch what y'all do on the internet, watch what y'all do on these, these multimedia platforms because these are digital representations of who you are and what happens in the digital world can and will manifest and come about into your physical world. You ever met, I don't know if you, if y'all watching this right now, I don't know if y'all familiar with this, but have you ever been posting something, right? Or you ever been looking at something or like something and that thing that you like or that thing that you posted or that thing that you looked at, all of a sudden, now it's all of a sudden you see it right down the street. All of a sudden it's right next to you and you're like, how the hell did that happen? Right? And you don't- Houseway, houseway. So the one thing we don't understand is RAS, the reticular activation system. And the reticular activation system is the part of your brain that is able to filter out all of the bullshit that your brain goes through in the day and says, whatever you focus on the most, fly guy, then that's what I'm going to focus on the most. So if you ever notice, when you got a Honda, you probably started noticing Hondas a little bit more. Or you ever notice, when you got a purple shirt and you became a cute dog, you probably been you you look you probably been uh, 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 uh you know Omega Sci-Fi right you probably noticed and ran into more people that were with Omega Sci-Fi after you became a member before you became a member you was looking for them where he at where he at after you became a member you started running to them like crazy because your brain now associates you with that thing and whatever that thing is your brain will seek that particular thing out because your brain thinks that's what you want. Right, I get you to hold for just a second. Don't move, don't move. Hey, what's up, Queen Stephanie? Yeah, this is going to be live. You can check this out on the Our Black Empowerment YouTube channel. You can also find it on the Chakra Doctors YouTube channel. I'm sure he's going to post it on the chakradoctor.com as well. So, this video, yes. this live will be saved. This, uh, <laughs> get on code. Get on code, baby. Get on. Well, she's well, remember, already on code. I'm and the guy, I'm, yeah, you know, I, I'm the guy that writes magical algorithms and give them to people in their email and their life change, bro. I, I've been on code. You know what I mean? I always right. tell I always tell people, man, the game of life is all about code. It's all about the codex. Remember, it's, it's called a code of honor or this code or you got to crack this code or, you know, light codes or these different codes. Codes are just a sequence of numbers that unlock certain rewards within treasures and mysteries, right? Codes. All right, well, continue from where you were just yeah. before. Oh, yeah, reticular yeah. activation system. So the reason, so the reason why, so the, so the reason why uh, you, you may notice that, oh, I got me a Ford and now ever since I got me a Ford, I noticed more Fords on the road because your body and your brain says that this is what you're occupying yourself with at this time. So this is what we're going to focus and single out in the environment. And whatever we see it, we're going to bring it to the forefront of your consciousness. This is what your this is how your brain works. So when your reticular activation system is where black people's reticular activation system, let's go. When you call the average black person right now in the hood, if I call the average black person right now, hello, and you ask them what you're doing, they're gonna be like, they're gonna tell you what, nothing. Just chilling. Right? 
your reticular activation system, well, guess what? Their reticular activation system is going to focus on nothing and just chilling, okay? And this is what you guys got to realize. This is why they said death and life is in the power of the tongue. And this is why, you know, this is why they always tell you that the words of your mind are the gods of your mind. And in the beginning, it was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. And that word manifested flesh. You think Bill Gates called it Microsoft Word for no reason? Or do you think that words hold more power than you actually think? And they told you sticks and stones can break my bone, but your words could never hurt me. But they never said, well, what your words going to do you? See, they told me that fly guys' words can't hurt me. And fly guys' words can't hurt me unless I let them. But they never told me about the self-talk and the things that I tell myself. That's what's going to hurt me the most or help me the most. They didn't tell me Preach. that. I had to learn that through trial and error. Preach. Right? About reticular activation system, always notice the trouble. I used to always say things like I got bad feet. And my feet stayed getting swollen and inflammation and things of that nature. I used to say things like I'm bad with names. And I never used to remember nobody's names. Right? I used to say, you know, you hear a lot of black people say I got bad nerves. And you see a lot of black people are impatient. They don't know how to have a virtue of patience and kindness and compassion and all these things because they got bad nerves. We always throw these titles on ourselves as black people. And then when we and then when these titles start manifesting in our lives, we say, oh, such a tragedy. He died too soon. Well, last time I checked, he made an album called Ready to Die, Biggie. You were supposed to die. Um, last time I checked, Tupac had an album cover with him crucified on the cross. You were supposed to die, brother. You crucified your own self. You see, when I look at, go look at all of the rappers who died and all of the rappers who died rapped about death before they died and they died. Go look at all of the rappers who rapped about money, riches, and cars and clothes and them motherfuckers is lit right now today. They cash money, bling, bling, <laughs> still bling, bling. What's, what's the Young Dolph hoax? Okay. All right, I could I couldn't help it, man. You went there to hip hop. You started saying that yeah. you know what oh. you sayeth becometh. You know, okay. you were saying that you you talk about dying and you die. So what happened with Young Dolph? Because I understand from what. You, go ahead, go ahead. Let me shut up. I'm just gonna shut I'm up and gonna learn. I'm gonna tell you it's a hoax. Number one, the re number one reason why I'm gonna tell you it's a hoax. You ready? It's simple. Go back and look at the Young Dolph footage and whatever footage you can find on the Young Dolph scene. And there's one key com there's one key component that is missing from this scene that happens at every murder scene that has a, sh a shooting gun that shot that many times. And the one thing that is missing at this murder scene is blood. You can't see find a scrap ounce milliliter nothing of blood at this scene, and he's supposedly supposedly been shot 22 times. You know that number? They that sacred number. He was shot. 22 times, right, at at a cookie shop getting milk and cookies with a bulletproof armored car, you got shot 22 times. And then not only did you get shot 22 times, you go look at the window where you got shot at, they didn't even aim above three feet. They aimed their guns no higher than three feet. Look at the window. Young Dolph is six feet, two inches tall. They, mm. He is a tall man. If they're... If, 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 if he's standing up in the cookie shop waiting on his cookie, that's what the, the news say. The news say he in the cookie shop getting milk and cookies. He in the black. Look how they try to defame a black man. He in the milk and shop. He in the milk. He in the cookie shop getting milk and cookies and got blamed. You see how that go? That, that that's what they try to paint. They try to paint this image of black death all throughout our consciousness, so that we can accept that no matter what we do in life, 
black people are going to die. Even our rich people die. Look at them. Even our rich die. Now, look what happened. Young Dolph, go look at the scene. There is not one ounce of blood. Red flag number one. That was the red flag number one. You ready? You might not like this, but that was the red flag number one I seen in the Malcolm X case. Go back and look at the Malcolm X murder. There is not one drop of blood. He got hit with a bro. I've come from the streets. I am from the I am from the trenches. I've seen people get their head blown off right next to me. Blood everywhere. So much so, bro. One dude got shot. I, I'll just give you this one example. One dude when I was in the hood got shot at least 20-something feet away from me, and blood still made it to my side of the street. Ooh. The blood splatter still made it to my side of the street. You're saying that young dog got hit 22 times with a Draco AK-47, and you don't see not one ounce of any kind. You don't see not one chunk of hell, a piece of hell, body, nothing. You don't see nothing. All you see is what supposedly is an arm, a black arm, hanging out a window. Now, wait a minute. Forensic science tells me that when a person is getting, when a person is surprised, because they say he was in his phone, he was in a shop on the phone with his friend, and the, the gunman ran upon him and surprised him, right? When you're surprised and somebody's shooting at you, you're going to run away from those shots. You're not going to run towards the window so much so that when you drop and your body hit the ground, your arm is going to be hanging out of the window like a movie prop. No. When the boy hitting you with the Draco and he's shooting, you're going to try to run for cover. That's what your freeze flight of freeze fight or flight mentality says in your in your autonomic nervous system. So how in the heck you standing up doing this with your with your phone, somebody starts shooting and you run towards the window so much so that your arm is hanging out the window when you pass and drop? Okay, let's say your arm is hanging out the window when you pass and drop. When you pass and your arm fell in that window, it fell into that glass. That glass was supposed to go into your arm. Your arm was supposed to bleed and we're supposed to have blood right there by the goddamn glass. We don't see not one speck of blood by the shattered glass. A crime scene, a murder scene without blood is not a murder scene, it is a hoax. Period. And there's nothing on God's green earth that you can tell me that will make me believe. Go look at Alpo scene. Alpo just got murdered, right? Why is there any blood from the truck? He got shot. He's supposed to be got shot 16, 17 times. Where is the blood leaking out of the truck? They were supposed to go look at young, go look at King Vaughn scene. King Vaughn got shot. No blood in the parking lot. Go look. Go look at Mo3 scene. Mo3 got shot. Can anybody show me the blood from Mo3's uh, scene? Can anybody show me the blood from uh, King Vaughn scene? Can anybody show me the blood from Young Dolph scene? Can anybody show me the blood from any? Can anybody show me the blood from Tupac? Go look at Tupac scene. You don't see not one speck of blood. He got shot. And, 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 um, oh, your boy's supposed to got grazed in the head. Where's the blood? No blood. Every time you look at these cases, look at Nipsey Hussle. Go look at the Nipsey Hustle. Nipsey Hustle got shot six times. He does not have no blood on the scene. Go back and look and rewind the tape. You are living in the age of the information era. All you got to do is rewind the tape and analyze pixel for pixel. No blood, no crime. But guess what happened, though? Because of Young Dogs, because, remember, his name was Adolf. His name was Adolf. Let's get this clear. His name was Adolf. His cousin, uh, uh, a Juice World, just died what a year or two ago. 
quote unquote. We didn't see nobody with that. We ain't see nobody. We ain't see no funeral. That, and that's another thing. You see the funeral, no open caskets. You see these funerals? Whitney had an open casket. Remember Whitney when Whitney died? Everybody took pictures of Whitney. They didn't do that with Michael Jackson. They didn't do that with Kobe Bryant. They didn't do that with uh, 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 Tupac. They didn't do that with Biggie. They didn't do that with... Come on, go name all the people who died. All around, Go look, look at all of the look all of the telltale signs of abnormalities of funerals. Not one had an open casket. Nobody can say they had a picture of Biggie in the casket. Show me one picture. Show me one picture of Biggie in the casket. Show me one picture of Tupac, uh, 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 of Tupac, you know, uh, in the with blood, you know, at the scene of the crime. Show me, that, show me that graze wound that supposedly grazed your head, right? These are supposed to be wounds, right? And these dudes, these dudes do anything for clout. Like the song said, they do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. So in an era of clout. You try to tell me, young dogs just got hit 22 times before the police come. None of you old hood rat motherfuckers went and came and said next to the family died and said, oh my God, Worldstar, young dogs got killed. Remember, they'll put a fight on Worldstar. Boop, 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 boop. Teenagers fighting in school on Worldstar. You try to tell me a major rapper from Tennessee, Memphis, got murdered and not one person got the footage of the murder, of the after scene of the murder before the police arrived and he was surrounded by people? Across the street from a gas station next door to a family dollar, he just got shot. The biggest rapper in Memphis, and nobody recorded and said, "Oh God, oh y'all, they got Dolph. Oh y'all, look at him, they got Dolph." No, only thing, only footage you can see is inconclusive footages. Inconclu they don't even show you a video of the scene. They only show you clips. They only show you steel shots. They show you these steel shots of these supposed assailants. But we don't see no, we don't, we don't see no real evidence. Show me one real solid evidence that proves to you beyond the shadow of a doubt. Remember our court system says beyond the shadow of a doubt. Show me one piece of evidence that proves to you beyond the shadow of a doubt, that shows you beyond the shadow of a doubt that young Dolph was actually really murdered. Deep, deep. Yo, man, tell me about Love Gang, bro. Love game. I, I, I had to switch it up, man. I had to, I had to switch it up all day. I had to switch day. it up, man. All day. You got to switch it up every every day, all day. So, analyze love game. Um, love game is the game that I started to combat gang violence. Um, Charleston White said in an interview that gangs are hurting gangs hurt black people more than slavery, right? And to the and to a big degree, he was right. Gangs are killing more black people than slavery. You look at what's going on with the number rate in the Chicago gangs, the, 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 the New York gangs, the California gangs, and all of these gangs. Gangs, gang violence is the number one reason for black on black violence. Black on black crime is because of gang violence. Okay? Now, if you analyze these the rappers that they let into the these the, the so-called gatekeeping rappers that they let into our forefront, all of them promote some type of a gang. Okay, okay. All of them, okay? If you look at, if you look at, you know, what's going on, the police, the fraternal order police, that's a game, man. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. It, it's you know, a game. I'm gonna let you talk. Keep talking, keep talking, man. It's I, a game. Gonna, yeah. So I decided to start a game based on love. And we don't dap and give hugs. We don't, we don't dap and bust slugs, nigga. We, nigga, we shake hands and give hugs. See, it take a man to hug another man and say, I love you. It take a man. It, it, that, that, that's a real. That, that's that's a real Christ-like being 
that could hug the hug his fellow black man and say, I love you, fellow black man. Hug his fellow black woman and protect his fellow black woman, no matter who she is. I don't care if she's not your mama, your crazy sister, your cousin. You see her getting done dirt, you see her getting dealt dirty in the street, you stand up for that black woman because that's your motherfucking race. Last time I checked. So love gang is all about loving yourself, loving your neighbor as you love yourself. And we put that on gang. You know what I mean? So definitely. <laughs> we put that on gang. Okay, on gang. I, I dig that. I dig that. Tell me about FCA yoga, because I want to go through some of the things that you bring to the table. Everyone's going to love the information and your perspective, but you actually have product and you mm -hmm. have services. So let's mm -hmm. start with the services. Tell me about FCA yoga, man. FCA yoga is how I, FCA yoga is why I'm the chakra doctor. FCA yoga I'm the only black man to date on log right now, and it's patent on record, to create his own yoga. Everybody else are practicing a yoga that some other ethnicity outside of black um, is laid claim to or, or, or laid ownership to. FCA yoga is a guided meditation that activates all 29 of your chakras coursing throughout your body as a physical representation that the chakras are real. FCA yoga is what I use to number one turn my life around for the better, and then number two, I, I, I take I take my life around for it for the greatest and the better, and then number two. Oh wait a minute, you gotta pause that. All right, I think it's playing through the I think it's playing through the thing. All right, it ain't no. Hard shot, right? And so. That's the, uh, you know, that's how I became chakra doctor. Those, those chakras, right? And yo, that's, that's dope, man. I just got, I just got to stop you. That was dope, man. I just went to the site and I started getting that energy. If you look, if you look at, if you look at the movie Doctor Strange, that's what the, the whole movie about is Doctor Strange, the chakras. If you ever watch the TV show or the cartoon anime Dragon Ball Z, that's what those seven Dragon Balls are about, the seven chakras. The reason why God created the earth in seven days. Cause those seven days represent the seven chakras. The reason why they got seven heavens, because those seven heavens represent the seven chakras. The reason why seven 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 is the lucky number when you, at the casino when you hit the jackpot, because those sevens represent the chakras. The reason why seven is the letter of God and the G in the alphabet that represents Freemasonry is because that shit represents the chakras. Okay, and keyword the keyword to chakra is rock. Which shows you, once again, black people. Black people invented Ra. Black people uh, worshipped Ra. And Chakra is a splice of that original worship and reverence and homage that black people used to give to the sun. We used to call the sun, we don't, white people call the sun, sun. We never called the sun, sun. We used to call the sun, Ra. You feel me? So we used to call, we used to call the sun, Ra. Right, and chakra is represents and it stands and it literally means a circle of light, a sphere of light, or a wheel of light. When you look at when you look at the most high in the sky, the sun, it is a circle of light. When you look at the sun in the sky, it's a sphere of light. When you look in the sun in the sky, it is a wheel of light. Chakra. What does the word church mean? Church means circle. <laughs> oh well, church means church. A circle really of believers. Believe? Circle huh? of believers. Yeah. Yeah. Circle so of energy. Yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, 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 and, and temple, church, synagogue, uh, mosque, masjid, all of it is the same thing a place 
that you bring your invisible energy and you exert that invisible energy and give that invisible energy to something higher than yourself, right? Or that what you believe is higher than yourself. So when it comes to FCA yoga, FCA yoga is the yoga that I created and I've healed so many people with FCA yoga. I've turned so many people's lives around with FCA yoga alone and that's for free on my website. So when you go on my website, click on the tab, you click on FCA Yoga. It's a guided meditation. I would love to activate you. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to activate the Fly Guy Chakras on, on my channel. We're going to come on my channel, and I'm going to activate your chakras. And we're going to talk. And after I activate your chakras for 15 minutes, we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about we're gonna talk about the fraternity shit. You understand me? <laughs> we're going to talk about the Absolutely. fraternity stuff. Let's talk. Let's talk, man. Let's talk. I'll share. Let's do you know that. that. You know there's a conspiracy theory against the fraternities now. Oh, yeah, we catching it right now, too, man. Yeah, we you know they say right fraternities now. are the secret organizations that rule the world. Well, the term, if you hey, look bro, at fraternity. Hey, Washington is Omega Sci-Fi. You know Wesley Snipes. You know, you got a lot of, you got a lot. Of, Michael B. Jordan, you got a lot of famous. Yeah. Famous gatekeeping Hollywood black brothers that are Omega Farrakhan, Sci-Fi. Farrakhan finally crossed. Farrakhan finally crossed over, you know. Now, he started way back in the day, but he finally crosses a bruh. Um, yeah, we have a lot of uh, bruhs who are, you know, infamous, who have some notoriety to them. Um, so, so, is it a coincidence? So, so, is it a coincidence? I'm asking you. Okay. Is it is it a coincidence that all of the top people, that 85 to 90% of the top people in all of the top genres of leading industry today are a part of some sort of fraternity or sorority? Is that a coincidence? That's how it's built. That's how it's built. That's how it's built. That's how it's built. And and, and and so I tell people, I tell people this all the time, you know, all demons ain't bad and all angels ain't good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I tell people that all the time. All right. demons ain't bad, all angels ain't good. And we have to know how to pick our battles. I, keep t- I don't care what fraternity you join. Guess what? You look like me. That's all that matters. Right. See what? And, and when we you, look back, particularly the biggest at, fraternity yeah, on earth is the black fraternity. Is us? Uh, when we look at uh, you know the the history of black empowerment, you're gonna find brothers like Booker T. Washington. You're gonna find brothers like um, what's the brother from the Puerto Rican brother? Um, he has a uh, a museum in New York City named after him. Oh, I don't know. Uh, he's the one that he created the term Afro Boricua. Or Afro Latina or Afro. Right, right. Okay. He, well, he created Afro Boricua because one of his teachers said that the black man, the black man has never created anything. And he said, Well, since I'm black, you know, he's so negro, I'm gonna study and he found all this stuff. He left Puerto Rico, he came to the United States, and he started hanging out with Carter G. Woodson, who's a bruh. He started hanging out with Carter G. Woodson. Now this brother um, I can't think of his name right now, man. Um, mm. He's a capper. He's a capper. And then you're going to find... So, you know, so, what is your, so, so what is your opinion? I want to, you know, as much as you, as much as you can disclose, I know, you know, I already know how to, you know, I already know how politically correctness goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I know how political correctness goes, man. I'm, I'm so glad I forged my path through, you know, high sorcery and, you know, I can say whatever the, I want. And, you, you know, want. Yeah. right? Um but even then, I still don't say whatever the 
I won't because I know YouTube has metrics and every everything has an algorithm that reads the codes, right? And but you know well, when you in when you in your parents' house, you speak a certain way. When you in your own house, you speak a certain way. Exactly. I say, yeah. I say exactly. So, so as much as you as much as you can, I'm trying to dig into your conspiracy theory mind right now, <laughs> because, right? That's the, that. I am the world. I, I am the conspiracy theory. Uh, I don't even believe in conspiracy theories because there's no such thing as a conspiracy theory when I can give you show you evidence that proves it's real. Okay, all right. So, what is your take on the Brotherhood takeover? Right, when you go across the world, there is a significant amount of evidence that proves and shows that the fraternal orders of the world run the world, right? You know, Mark Zuckerberg, he's a Brotherhood member, you know. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Sergio Brin, Brotherhood member. You know, Pete Diddy, you know. You, you go look, either they honorary Brotherhood or they got in straight through college Brotherhood, right? Well, now, know, P. Diddy, P. Diddy is not a part of the Divine Nine. So right. those are the historically black fraternities and sororities organizations. I don't know if he no, has wait a minute. The divine nine. Fraternity. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait. You're, you're going too fast. Wait. <laughs> you're, getting, you're jumping and you're, the, the, the cow jumped over the moon. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't jump over the moon. Yeah, we ain't going. Wait. So we about to get we about, we about, we about, I want you to explain. Give us a quick little read with the divine nine because, you know, a lot of people don't know about that. All right. 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 All right. So, and that's the Panhellenic Council. That's the organization of the historically black fraternities and sororities coming together. The 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 uh, I hate to use this term boule, but if you will, but yeah, the boule. We, we, yeah, we use that term. We use that term. We do use that term because we use Greek and we use Latin terms to describe the hierarchy. Okay. We describe the so, hierarchy. So, so all right, you so, you put together the alphas. So I'm asking so ask, so ask you this question right here. I want to ask you this question. I just want to ask you this question. On a percentage scale, I can pretty, I can, I can, I can stay safe in this world right here. Okay. On a percentage scale, because I know there's two sides to every chessboard. I know there's the Jedi, you know the fucking dark side. You can't tell me fucking Star Wars. On a percentage scale. How much of control would you say that is actually, you know, evil, real, just evil people, you know, doing some evil things? Or is it, or is it a mis? Are, are, are people in a, Are people? Is it a misperception? Of the brotherhood, is the brotherhood really? Is there, are there are there parts and factions within brotherhoods that are actually mean to people good, or is it all you know? Is it all like like people think it is? What you know on a percentage scale, like on right. a percent, how much of it? How much of it on a percentage scale? You ain't gotta say nothing else. Hey, y'all probably got about thirty percent right. Y'all probably got about forty percent right. Y'all probably got about eighty percent right. How much a percentage scale? Does the conspiracy theory community, on your in your in your opinion, in my opinion, in your only your opinion, 
This is not, you know, this is just an opinion, you know, just for entertainment purposes, because I love to entertain the people with what ifs. I love the 55. Right, right, I, right. I, I, love, I love Think and Grow Rich. And they had a bad part in the back of the book called The 55 Alibis of Old Man If. And you know, like if, if it was a fifth, I'd be drunk. If, 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 if we was on a boat right now, if <laughs> we was on a drunk. boat right now, who would you save? And you know, just saying, you know, the what ifs, right? Uh, so just on a percentage scale, you know, if you know, if the conspiracy, how how much? What's what's their percentage right versus that shit is just complete no. All right, I'm gonna Your answer team. in two sections. The first section, Divine Nine, I might say 10% because I don't know everything. All right? Divine Nine, that's going to be the alphas. The 10% omegas. good? 10% bad? Oh, I'm, I'm talking about evil. 10% evil. Okay. All right. And I'm going to say, so when I'm talking about Divine Nine or the Panhellenic Council, I'm looking at the Alpha Phi Alphas, the Omega Psi Phi's, the Kappa Alpha size, the Sigma, um, Phi Beta Sigma, um, Sigma Gamma Rho, Delta Sigma Theta, Alpha Kappa Alpha. Um, I'm missing two others that's not coming to my remembrance right now. But so when I talk about the Divine Nine or the Panhellenic Council, and I'm, I, I didn't mean to demean anybody I left out. Um, I'm no, going to say 10%. I want to say 10%. And that 10% is involved with, here's the other part, Skull and Bones, Trilateral Commission. You know, we've read these the uh, the, tri the trilateral commission or the conspiracy mm. of the three hundred. Those fraternal and sorority organizations, even though they're few, they're very powerful. That's what you say. Those are the groups that are doing things to control society. Now, out of the divine nine, maybe ten percent of us get involved in that level, but we're not doing it through our organizations. You have to join Skull and Bones and some of those Euro white supremacist, you know, take over the <laughs> you world. You got to get Hayes. You, you got to get, yeah, it, it, it's different. It's totally different, man. It's totally different. So And so I do a presentation. I did this presentation. It's on YouTube on the African origins of fraternity, sororities, and masonry. And I tell in that presentation how the roots of those organizations can be traced back to, you know, what we call Mother Africa. You know, mm -hmm. um, and we're not yep. saying that Africa was the pinnacle. We're saying that it's the it's the seat <laughs> of the royalty when the whole world is the pinnacle. You know, the whole world is ours, and Africa may have simply been a part of the royal throne at one point. Okay, so the Divine Nine organizations. They are set up by primarily people of African indigenous descent who were set up to improve our lives. Out of those who get involved in the Divine Nine organizations, maybe 10%, and I'm not saying because I know this, I'm speculating, get involved in some of those other organizations and who are really trying to control society. Fraternal Order of Police is a fraternity. You know, you can mm -hmm. get involved in Skull and Bones, and Skull and Bones is dealing with politics. So a mm -hmm. lot of people involved in the high level of politics in the, you know, uh, on the in the Senate and the Congress, that those fraternities, fraternities and sororities and those organizations, they create policy that 
in many ways demeans and keeps people subservient. Being involved with Omega Sci-Fi, I don't get a chance to make policy that keeps people subservient. I don't make that level of policy. I can't do it. Nobody in our organizations get that chance. There might be 10% who get a chance to move into the other organizations who will have that influence. So when I look at the conspiracy and they talk about fraternities, they ain't really talking about us. They talking about them. Ah. So that's my position. Now, of course, you know, people are going to say that I'm, you know, that I'm, what's, that I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm sticking up for the Panhellenic Counselor for my organization. Right. <laughs> but the truth is, I right. don't know. But I have studied Skull and Bones and what they've done. I have studied the Trilateral Commission and the Committee of 300 and some of those other organizations, uh, the Rothschilds, you know, how you have to do blood sacrifices and rituals to get involved in some of those organizations. They ain't us. Right. They are not what we're involved in. But because we're involved in fraternities and sororities, we kind of get lumped together. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I, so that's my that's my answer. Let's that's go. Not, that's that's a, that's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty great answer, man. You know, from your you know, I I, I respect you know where you're coming from. I want to talk about this, man, because I definitely want you to get your due. I want you to get your due, and I my can baby. see, brother, that this is the first of many conversations we're going to do. My baby, my, talk about miracle foods. Jesus in a bottle. You talking about make Jesus black again? Jesus already black again in that bottle. When you Jesus that, juice, right? Is this, Jesus is juice. this what Michael Juice, Michael Jackson was talking about? Um, and <laughs> no, man. And you know, in in California, they call me Doctor Savi Number Two. Um, in, in in LA. Uh, and when I left New Orleans to pursue health and wellness, because I seen that's where we lack the most as a black people. Um, I came. I, I came with the number one mission: heal black people. Heal black people. You, when I say black people, I'm talking about the 40 million people who don't have the identity. The 40 million people over here on this soil who don't have their names, their identities, and their God, and everything has been, you know, whitewashed, plagiarized, and in any kind of other way. Um, I specifically said, and I specifically think, and I specifically believe that we are the ultimate royalty of creators, chosen people on the face of the planet Earth now, today. We are um, that great Anunnaki um, race, um, our descendants from that, you know, from that upper echelon of extraterrestrial origin. Earth is not our home. Earth is not our home base and you know, Earth is not our first place we've ever been. You know, we, we everywhere. I feel like if you go, I feel like right now, if you incarnate and go to the constellation of Aries or you go to the constellation of Libra or you go to the constellation, what's your zodiac sign up, Brother Fly got? <laughs> Sagittarius, man. I was born December 19th. My business partner is a Sagittarius. My moon is a Sagittarius. My daughter's moon is a Sagittarius. Um, if I Google the constellation of Sagittarius, I feel like the star, I feel like if we land on a planet in Sagittarius, they're going to have a nigga like me look like that. I swear. I, I just, that's just, you know, um, from the evidences of all of the 
ancient things that have been found that shows that we are this, that we are these genius people. All right. So always, always remember where I'm coming from. I'm coming from an emotep belief system. I believe that there's no such thing as disease and miracle food proves you that there's no such thing as disease. There's only such thing as human error because our bodies are machines and our brains are computers. Now, what kind of machine is our body? They say our body is a vessel. They say our body is a vehicle. Well, when you look at, there's a carbon copy of our body every day and you see it. It is called a car, right? And the car is a vehicle. And so when you look at the dynamics of the car, it mirrors the, the dynamics of your body. A car needs water, just like you need water. I don't know if you're drinking enough water, but you definitely need enough water. 80, 70, 75 to 85% of your body is water. 75 to 85% of the earth is water. 75 to 85% of our language is nonverbal water. This is why Bruce Lee said, be like water. Okay? So all cars need water. Then, number two, all cars need gas. This shows you again that our body mimics that. When you put that particular thing into your mouth and you chew it and it makes it into your stomach and that stomach acid turns it into a liquid, that liquid becomes your body's gas, so much so that you even call it passing gas, okay? So all cars need gas. Now, are you putting the right gas in your gas tank? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know all cars need a little gas to get the car, the vehicle, from point A to point B because these bodies are vehicles. And Bruce Lee was a Sagittarius too. Dang. <laughs> you feel me? So, um, so then when you look at you look at that proponent, right? And then the third thing that all cars need is what? Oil. All cars need oil. But how many human beings put wake up and intentionally put healthy oils in our car and say, I am taking this oil so that the mileage, the activity, the action, the road wear that I get on this car will be maximized because I have the thing inside of my body that keeps everything smoothly running and no friction, no block up, no build up. What? Oil. But the only oil that we human beings in America put into our body are the oils from fat foods, fried foods. That's the only oils we put in our body, the oils of that are not natural. Moringa, black seed, CBD with no THC, and um, beetroot oil are found in miracle food, meaning moringa oil, Black sea, high milligram, high milligram moringa. It's not just any moringa. It's over five, over five thousand milligram of moringa oil. You dig? You got you you got your CBD with no THC oil. You got your black seed oil, and you got your beetroot oil. Okay, along and you see right there, and it comes with a tea, miracle tea, the tea. Is nine different herbs. Everything ranging from Rinosan to Damiana to Baldo to Conalita. It is amazing. You put those nine herbs with these four superfoods, and that is a 13 herbal superfood combo that 
your DNA, your cells are going to love. This is why it's called an intracellular cleanse. And this is why they call me Dr. Sabi number two, because Dr. Sabi was the first person to coin that term intracellular cleansing and intracellular chelations. And after meeting him in 2014 and getting educated by Dr. Sabi in 2014, a few of his things and a few of his philosophies, um, I said, I'm going to tweak and do it chakra doctor's way. And so Dr. Sabi, all of the ingredients found in this regimen, you cannot find it in Dr. Sabi's arsenal because I decided to forge a different path because I know my body is a machine and my brain is a computer. What does it mean my brain a computer? Science proved that our brain holds 10 petabytes, P-E-T-A, petabytes of data, which means that our brain is walking around with 10 million gigs. You, your brain is functioning Whoa. on 10 million gigs. You ready for this? Whoa. Those 10 million gigs that your brain is functioning on tells the rest of your body what the motor, call it motor skills, engine. Remember, your heart is your engine. You got your motor. You got your transmission. Saying you are a car, right? And now you got, you, you got this. You look at all of these components of your body being a car and you analyze yourself through that lens. But do we analyze through ourselves through, our, through that lens? No. But these 10 petabytes of data that is fueling this body, guess what? Your body burns gas. Y'all call it calories, right? And so every, what, day they said 22,000 to 2,200 automatic, just, your, just for your heart to beat and for you to be alive, it is going to burn 2,200 calories or 2,000 calories, right? So automatically, you're going to burn 2,000 calories per day just because your heart is going nonstop. It is the only organ on your body that works nonstop and it don't have a day off. God don't play no games. And when you look at how, what powers a heart and keep make it keep going, right? But anyway, you put the you put that oil in your body. And now guess what? Those same things that were getting clogged in your body are getting flushed out of your body, right? The same friction you used to gain. Now, this is profound information, folks. Take note. Yeah, all day. You feel me? And the the I've healed. And I'm just going to keep it vague because I know every, you know, you do got metrics. I've healed everything. With Miracle Food, everything, everything, bro. That's why they call me Dr. Savy number two. Over 35,000 bottles of Miracle Food sold, over 25,000 patients touched. And I started this in 2015. I, I started I started the journey in 2015. I incorporated in 2017, became fully incorporated in 2017. And um, me and my business partner have been getting it out the mud and Okay. I've been proving to everybody that this method works. When you okay, look okay. at, and I remember, and that is a that that is a secure website. Um, I have a no complaint. I have a no complaint record. Literally seven years doing this, I don't have not one complaint. No, there's nobody that could come and tell you Miracle Food did not work for them. Um, All right. Well, you, if I remember correctly, you were the first patient you were the first person that you healed mm -hmm. you're a product of your product so yes let, let's go back just a little bit just to give a little context you were suicidal oh 
going back to give a little context, number one, I'm come from poverty. I come from suicide attempt. My mother died when I was 16 on Christmas Day. Um, that that, and I'm the only child of my, I'm the only child of my mother and my father. Um, and so she that was my world. That was the day my world, you know, uh, fell apart, and my journey of finding who I am without her began. Right, and so being in that predicament and being in the in that situation i learned how to error everybody is going to make an error everybody's going to make errors in their life you're either going to make them early in life and then get the rest of your life right or you're going to make them you're going to get the rest of you get the life right first and then you start making errors later um but you're going to make the errors right and so a lot of the errors that i made were following the wrong people um Delving off into the delving off into unknown magics without having my knowledge, without having my knowledge and my wisdom and my understanding up to par, so I couldn't be taken uh, for a fool, right? Um, trying to commit suicide, addiction. I, literally, I try to commit suicide twice. Try to do it the pussy way. I ain't try to do it the. I try to overdose on drugs and do it because I didn't want to shoot myself or I. I'm not about to stab myself or shoot myself. I'm about to just you know try to. Take me some drugs, right? Uh, addiction, right? Homelessness, poverty. Like, I come from the worst of the worst. You know, I come from recidivism, beating recidivism. You know, beating be, beating recidivism. And, you know, I, I came home from jail state. I've been home from jail on going almost 10 years. No, you know, never going back. That, 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 that's over with and done with because you learn from your mistakes. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, you know, when I became a man, I put away the childish things. So a lot of times you see people right now, they are doing childish things. And you can tell they're not men yet. So we're calling these people men, but they're not men. They don't even have no courses and training in manhood. They're not protecting. They're not serving. They're not maintaining. They're not sustaining. And they're not providing for the black community. But we are relying on these so-called men who ain't doing nothing for us. So this is why I'm really hell-bent on, you know, hey, you know, what sense of it to have all of this black wealth? What sense of it to have all of this black everything if we are not trying to give this to one another? So that's the main thing I came with. When it, like, look at who lead the league in heart disease. We do. Who lead the league? Who lead the league in high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes? We lead the league. We are the LeBron James of this shit right now. And we got to get that. We got to get those numbers called down. And Time and time again, y'all can check my testimonials out on the website. Y'all can, you know, y'all can call. Like, I, I also give references. Like, hey, man, can I talk to one of your customers or one of your patients who took Miracle Food? And I, and I hook other patients up in other prospective states. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't, they're, like, I've done it so much. It pains me to see. I'm going to give you a story. You ready for this? Boom, story. You're going to let it start. Boom, story. You know that you know that uh website where the people who are got the STDs and all of that, uh positive singles, they that you ever heard of that website, brother? Nah, I've been married for a minute, bro. <laughs> positive singles, positive singles is a place, right, that they created. Positivesingles.com is a place that they've created that people who are single and have STDs and sexually transmitted diseases, 
they can hook up and share, you know, get with each other sharing diseases. Right? Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. Actually, I know a sister who is HIV positive who was on, who was involved in a site like that because she was looking for a mate that uh, had it too. Would understand, would understand their situation. Yeah. Look, she's still looking for somebody that got something too. Right? I said, man, my partner. My partner called me and was like, man, why you don't go on that website and market to the people on that website? So I said, all right, I'll go on the website and I build me a profile and I market to the people on the website. And it pains me, and it pains me to know that the biggest hindrance to helping the people on that site was their propaganda belief in the term that it's incurable. There is no cure that you can't you can't cure it or you can't um, you can't get rid of it. Right. And so that's been the biggest roadblock. People's lack of belief in the fact that you don't have to live with this for the rest of your life. Are you willing to do what it takes with this tool that I'm giving you? Right. I'm giving you this tool. And anybody who gets uh, anybody who gets anybody who gets miracle food, they receive free vaccine exemption. Um and a testation letter from me and my company as a natural holistic healer and a licensed ordained minister and reverend christian minister and reverend of an unorthodox christian church so intriguing intriguing very intriguing, intriguing man very intriguing when you add all it man when you add science with religion and you you get a full body perspective as long as you keep everything compartmentalized y'all will never get it when, once you start adding everything together and stop shunning, man, the Bible says in Hosea 4 and 6, you shall perish because you lack knowledge. And having rejected knowledge, God shall reject you. And so we have to understand that we black people, we are satisfied with being stupid. We are satisfied with being, in my city, they call it retarded. You go retarded. You go dumb. You go stupid. You go crazy. You feel me? Um, and so when you analyze, when you analyze all of the things that we're programmed by and how we how we got to deprogram ourselves, the first way we got to deprogram ourselves is through our bodies. We have to take a stance and treat these cars and get these cars maintenance. When you get oil in your, when you get an oil change in your car, you got to do that with your body. You got to maintenance the inside of your body. When you maintenance the inside of your body, now you talking about taking care of the temple of God. Now you talking about community. Now remember, they told you cleanliness is next to godliness. Well, there's nothing clean. There's nothing. There's no greater task or a more rewarding task than cleaning the inside of your body. Ooh, okay, 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 deep, deep. Hey, I'm looking at some of the testimonies from your website. So we looked at two earlier. I really like this one from uh, Maria Lopez. What is this chakra activation? That's the FCA yoga. Okay. That's the FCA yoga, what you were talking about. That's how I, I told you, before I ever had Miracle Food and selling Miracle Food, I was activating people's chakras and I was healing people of spinal cord injuries, healing their bone, addiction, all kinds of things, man. I was, and bro, casting out demons, casting out devils. You did actually tapping into the higher upper echelons of spiritual divine power, 
right? And using it for the good of my people, man. And the earth's Whoa. just been backing me, bro. And I've just been, I'm just so thankful that she is in my corner. And, you know, you know all praises be to the great grand holy mother of the universe of all divinity. You know, I give her all the honor and praise, man. And um, as long as she continue to give me this power to do what I'm doing, I'm gonna keep on representing, I'm gonna keep on representing that motherhood, you already know. All right, I, I wanted to take a few moments to kind of highlight your products <laughs> and your services. So we talked about this earlier. You rocking the shirt right now, make Jesus black again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, let's let's remember the when the, the the first ever presentation of Christ to the people was a black man. Right. He had an afro, you know, he was he had, he, had, he, had, he, he had he had long dreads. Go look at go go look at he had the drum dress or he had the corn he had the, uh, the, the Buddha corn I call him the Buddha the, he had the little Buddha corn puffs you know the little you know the, the right. little uh, Afro puffs. Well, um, and you can either look at the uh, the the Cristo Negros and they always show Mary holding you know you know it's it's the Madonna and child picture and in that picture in that depiction in those depictions he had a small little Afro he was dark skinned she was dark skinned. Well, how many people know that openly every year in Europe, openly the Catholic yeah. Church worships the Black Madonna and the Black Christ Child? Openly, right. and it's not, not no just secret. at the shrine of the Black Madonna in Washington D.C. That happens annually. Annually, and if this you go what, to this, like this, 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 this is what I'm trying to tell you: lack of knowledge. You think you how many? If Black people knew that white people go worship a Black woman and a Black child every year. Hey, look. Would they uh, still it, would, would they still would they still feel the same about white supremacy? I remember when I went to Panama, and I was hanging out with oh, salute to Panama, yeah, Panamanos, oh yeah. Uh, and there's a island uh, in Panama where one of the ships. This was happening in the 1500s. A ship crashed, and one of the figurines, one of the statues of Yeshua you know, of Jesus, floated and landed on a shore. They built a church around it. It was, of course, a, a Cristo Negro. It's a black Christ. And people make pilgrimages there every year. Year. They worship at the, the foot black, of a black every, Jesus. Hey, bro. And, black hey, people. And, and you find it in Mexico, are, too. Black people are the only people that don't worship black Jesus. <laughs> I said, well, some, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Man, listen. Unfortunately, if you yeah. go to you go to your top, you go to your go to the Bible Belt right now and go to all these towns with all these churches. They're gonna have the white Last Supper with the white man. Come on, stop it, man. When all I was right. I my grandma, my when I was praying to Jesus and I was our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Who? When I was doing that, the image in my mind was the white man on my grandmother's wall. I remember she had the white Jesus on the left. She had the supper on the right, last supper on the right. You heard me? And she had the, the big old tall spoon, wooden spoon, with the big old wooden fork. <laughs> Come on now. And I remember when my mom and my mama was a Pentecostal evangelist. My mama was a Pentecostal Christian, you know. Um, and my mama was one of the only women that used to let they used to let go around in the church circuit and preach, right? And I remember she gave up. She was preaching when when Paul when, before Paul Martin got to where he at right now, and he was just you know Paul Martin in New Orleans doing his greatest Saint Stephen in the Third War. Um, you know, it was 
it was it was that church I seen her like preach in front of a big old congregation before, right? And um, and this was a lady that preached to a congregation of Baptist Christians, and she and at home, I know for a fact she do hoodoo magic. Okay. And so, and she was able to talk about both to both sides. And she was able to relate both to both sides and show y'all how we're really getting it wrong by shunning knowledge. And the Bible says that the Bible, the Bible shows you what happens to those who shun knowledge. You're supposed to want to know. Remember, that's what that's the part of the God, all knowing. I said. A part of God is all knowing. If you know all, that means good and bad come with that all that you know. Hey, you can't spell Allah without all. You can't spell Almighty without all. And uh, let's go back to the Bible, man. Uh, um, let's go back to the Bible. I've heard you say, and you didn't say it this way, but it's kind of a paraphrasing of it, that mm -hmm. the Bible is about the Garden of Eden. You talked about how there were four main characters in the Old Testament and it all happened around a tree. Right. Talk that talk, brother. Talk that talk. Uh, so, well, remember, when you look at when you and when you look at the characters in the Bible, I tell people, look at first and foremost, you gotta get acquainted with body language, you gotta get acquainted with characteristics. Now look at the characters in the Bible. Number one, you got boom, God, right? Then you got Adam and Eve. And then you got the serpent, or what everybody can know, because the Bible don't distinguish that the serpent was Lucifer. Let's get that clear. The Bible don't distinguish. The Bible said it was a serpent that told him that. Now, in, in actual metaphysics, you'll find out that that serpent is the kundalini chakra energy, okay? That's the serpent. This is what we used to wear on our heads in Egypt, and we had the snake. And if you was a pharaoh that had, if you was a pharaoh that was cooned, you look at the different pharaohs. Some pharaohs had a had a snake on their head, a cobra on their right. forehead. Some didn't. Those ones who had a cobra on their forehead were considered the Osirises, okay? And they was the ones that was uh, uh, giving godhood. They were they, those are the pharaohs that were considered godlike because they activated their kundalini chakras. Okay, exactly. that snake, that serpent in the garden, right? Yo, so, can I tap in? Can I tap in? Open up your albums, your Earth, Wind, and Fire album, and look for the song Serpentine Fire. And that's what Maurice Cornwell from Earth, Wind, and Fire was talking about, because he was an adept Egyptologist, you know, kind of like uh, the prophet Noble Drew Ali, who was an adept student in Egyptian or Kemetic sciences. Um, and Yeshua himself in the Bible, it says, Jesus it says, be ye wise like the serpent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. talk your talk, brother. Talk That's your talk. What, remember the serpent. I, I keep, I keep telling people, you know, uh, when you look at, when you look in the hospital and somebody is on the bed and the thing going, dee, dee, and that's a line, right? And that line has curvature in it like a serpent. It's waves. The serpent is waves, frequency, right? And so currency. Yeah. Currency. Remember currency, because people are the real money. I keep telling people this, you know. I ask I ask you, what would you rather have? A billion people or a billion dollars? <laughs> give me a, a billion, billion people. people. Give me a billion, a billion people, people any day. Any day. Any day. Any day. Right? But you know, the, the foolish man is the foolish man that'll take, you know, a billion dollars cash. Right? So um 
number number one, when you're talking about the garden, you're talking about Genesis 1 and 29. In Genesis 1 and 29, God commanded us to eat meat that was fruit. Okay? So it says in the book of in the Genesis 1 and 29, it says, to you in the garden, every herb and fruit that yielded seed, to you it shall be for your meat. KJV, King James Version, 1611, Shakespeare. Y'all already know what it is, the magic in that one. All right? Yes, and, yes, and so he said, to you it shall be for your meat. So in the beginning, Genesis, remember, Jen, Jen, you got you talking about Jen, the Jen? Then you're Jen also... Isis. <laughs> then, you're, then you're talking about ISIS, and then you're talking about genes, the genes of ISIS. Remember, Israel is basically the genes of ISIS. Remember, ISIS, Ra, El, and Elohim. Remember, in the Bible, they call El the Most High and Yahweh the Lesser God, that Most High, that the Most High El, El Elyon, distributed his portion unto Jacob and his people. So it literally shows you in Deuteronomy that the Most High and Yahweh are two different entities but you know if you don't understand the bible you're gonna think that they're the same person the same being the same representation so hey, i brother. tell people i tell people all the time as you read when you you got you can't just be at the bible you gotta go to hebrew mm -hmm. understand that and understand what the name yeshua mean what the understand what the name yahweh mean understand what the name yahweh mean understand what the name yehovah mean understand what the names mean because y'all all pronouncing phonetics of four different characters. You can't say Jehovah and Yahweh are the same person when you go look at the when you go look at the uh when you go look at the Hebrew and it means two different meanings. So I always tell people, man, y'all gotta do y'all concordance knowledge and get y'all concordance concordance knowledge up there. And the concordance is gonna show you, wait a minute, the actual meaning of these characters and these names. And so the garden. Wait, 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 wait. For the uninitiated, what is a concordance? A concordance is a, I like to call it a big, a big word encyclopedia that is specified for the Bible. Okay, okay. you got Jewish, you got Jewish Hebrew concordances, you got Latin concordance. Like what it meant in Latin, because remember, you got to remember the Bible's travels. The Bible is a plagiarized book from Africa. Wait a minute. See, wait a minute. Let's see what the Bible, let's show you what the Bible plagiarized from. See, they, they, they take our people's shit. Voila. They take our people's shit and they turn it into their shit. Okay. It's easy to find. It's easy. See, look, all of this is, all of this, all of this is our shit. See? Hey man, you sound like a hotel now, bro. Wait a minute. No, no, look, I'm showing you. Look at this I'm is sure. my hotel. Look at this is this was written by a white man, bro. This is a white man using black hotel shit. Look at this was written. These books, these, these books are written by white folks, bro. All these books I show you right here. These books are I got I got white people's version of your black heritage. I've taken it back and appropriated and used it wisely upon myself. Like Blacked out through whitewash taught me. So you're teaching black truths through white lips. No, I'm teaching black truth through black chip. I, I'm I am the guy. You ready? I'm I don't teach it through white lips. I just took these books and I show people look at what they're doing with your shit. Why aren't you doing even better with it? This is your shit. This is not theirs. 
This is the plagiarized version of your shit. It's not even called a book of the fucking dead. It's not dead. I don't mean dead. No, it doesn't. All right. So I'm trying to show you. The, look at the propaganda. This is your heritage, your birthright, Esau. See? I, I did think it was interesting how on your IG, you do use a, a number of uh, some people would call Albions, some would say Tamahus, uh, but you would say Caucasians who were showing and proving all the truth that you're bringing to the table. So it's well, remember, because kinda... black people, and I tell people, the reason why, so let's understand this, the reason why I became the shocker that I didn't, got popping, I didn't get popping in the black community, I already knew that we're under a spell of hating ourselves. Period. This is why all of the black um, rappers get killed and you know because it's a big crab in the barrel hatred mechanism that is brainwashed in us but we'll believe the englishman we'll believe the indian man we'll believe the chinese man we'll believe the spanish man we'll believe any other ethnicity besides our ethnicity so when i was in california and i was walking and i go to a business meeting i wouldn't even go to the business meeting first my secretary who was a white girl would go to the business meeting and they, and they messed everybody head up to see a white girl called a black man boss you understand what I'm saying? Um, when I pull, you know, people don't understand that in order for me to woo black people in, I had to go around black people because black people don't like black people. Understand that in order for me to heal black people, I had to heal a whole bunch of white, Hispanic, and Indian people first so black people could say, okay, he's a nigga that's worth something. And now I'm kicking it with my people. See, understand that we are gods and goddesses, kings and queens, and we come from a long line of lineage, and we now have been programmed to hate that lineage. We've been programmed to hate our genius from that lineage. We've been programmed to hate our heritage of spirituality and moral rightness and upward correctness, all right? And the fact that we hate all of these things means that if you're going to try to get popping with black people, remember, remember, that always we're talking about something this significant like healing right and healing right, their right. body not talking about just getting popping with no nails and some little bullshit no talking about healing their actual body of incurable diseases if you're going to get popping on those type of levels you're going to have to make sure that you are solidified in your you know in all of your paperwork you know and all of your connections outside of black folk because like i told you before it takes black people a little bit while to get warmed up to black people who are doing something this important Okay, because we're not, they're not used to us doing things of this important. The, the, the level of importance of what I'm doing and all, and the level of power that I'm doing and all, rivals Big Pharma. Like I told you before, I'm, show me another black person outside of me who is giving people, especially the children, who is giving people um, Francine, we're going to call it Francine, who's giving people Francine exemptions. You understand I me? I and they duck it, and they duck, and they bobbing and weaving, and they duck in the jab. And guess what? They work in military. They work in the government. They work everywhere. And they call a chakra doctor, and they gotta show the, and, and they show the people their exemption through me. Mm. You see? Hey, l l let's talk about longevity equals empowerment, because the Get On Code show is focused on empowerment with a passion for Black empowerment. We're focused so, on empowerment. So how is longevity equal to empowerment? Well, remember, when you said earlier, when I said you've been on Positive Single, the first thing you did was spread out your longevity and say, oh, I've been married for 17 years, brother. Wait a minute. See? Soon, longevity shows experience. When you go to a job, 
And they ask you, what's your experience? They're asking you, how long have you been doing? When your credit determines how long have you been good at paying credit? Everything, that remember, time is the teller of all tales and the healer of all wounds. So once we understand that, that that's why time is money. And people are the only things that can pay attention, okay? Pay attention. This is why when you go to the job, you get clocked by the hour, okay? That All that represents Horus, Heru. You get clocked by the hour. And that hour represents a moment of your time in that moment of your time. Why do you think people say, oh, excuse me, can I get a moment of your time? Because time is valuable. It's money. Okay? And longevity means long time. Long time means long money. You rich. Any question? Wow. Wow. Next question. Next question. And this is going to get towards those capstone questions that I talked about earlier. How do we make intentional generational change? That's why I got into the health and wellness. The only way you can make intentional generational change is by focusing on your self, your generation, your bloodline. So if your mom and them, if you're trying to break the generational curse of whatever you're trying to break in your family's bloodline, and you're gonna and you're gonna be the one to break the curse, then the first intentional change has to start with you and say, wait a minute, in order for me to break this, I know I gotta be the one to do it. In order for me to be the one to do it, I got to do it to myself first. So before I ever told you I was a health and wellness doctor, I was a health and wellness practitioner that healed incurable disease, I was the health and wellness patient that healed myself of incurable disease first. So I held myself accountable and said, hey, man, you got you either going to fold or crumble or you're going to become a genius like Hemotep and, and solve it and figure it out. Right? This is where we come from. We come from we come from long lines of super, super genius caliber people. Now where we where the ball dropped and where we lost it at, that's debatable. But we've dropped and lost the ball and got to pick it back up. The only way we can pick it back up, it won't be through flesh and blood. It won't be through no damn guns. It will only be through the genius intellect and your ties and connections with the, with the divine. And so when it comes to in breaking generational curses, know that this is an invisible game and an invisible war. And in order for you to truly break a generational curse, you got to truly break the fucking shit that has cursed you in your life. And whatever, whether it's a vice, whether it's a habit that you can't, that just can't seem to can't shake, whether it's the people you keep attracting, whatever, whether it's the help that you're trying to get with, right? But number one thing, health and wellness. Why? Because if your body survives long enough, I'm pretty sure you won't be making those same mistakes by the time you're 80. Because I guarantee you, an 80 year old is not making the same mistakes as a 40 year old. But you gotta make it to actually 80. You gotta make it to actual 120, right? But we're not even making it to the, the you know, we're not even making it past 50 without needing a pill. So the way to break the intentional curse is first the generational curse through intentional changes. Number one, I got to in order for this to work. I'm just talking about for those who want it to actually work in their lives, and you're not just sitting there on the couch like, oh, I'm just gonna try this stuff, and no, it's poppycock. No, real, you just you cooling, cooling, retarded drooling, and you say, all right, I'm about to really give this a try. In order for it to work and give it a try. You have to be the embodiment, the epitome of it. You have to be the walking textbook of what you're trying to preach. 
So if you're trying to preach health and wellness, your track record is through the fruits of your labor are going to show that you are that health and wellness guy or girl. If you're trying to preach fitness and working out, then your physique is going to show, you know, working out that you that guy or that girl, right? You know, if, if, if your genius is going to show how well you create businesses, then you're going to have a portfolio of how many entrepreneurs you created because that's a real business, a person. Without the people, it ain't no business. So it's all about changing yourself, being the embodiment of the change that you want people that you be preaching. A lot of our black people, we go and we preach. We get the little knowledge. And you know the substance of the molecules. And back in the day, Noble Twali came and went to the box. Man, listen, don't none of that mean nothing if you don't know how to apply that to your life. Don't none of those stories mean anything if you don't know how to take the meat and potatoes from those stories and turn it into the meat and potatoes of your existence. You feel me? So how do you do that? You number one, you correct yourself. And this is what the, this is what they say, know thyself. And in part of knowing yourself is knowing that we've been taught the wrong way all the way around the board. And we must unlearn what we've been taught and relearn it from a perspective of self-initiation, right? And when you do that, now you're making way long drastic changes because you're changing the one thing that it takes to make change, what the self, your body, your mind spirit so no matter how many car clothes you got that shit not gonna go with you when you go to the upper room or the bottom room you understand me you gonna lay up there and you are going to live your life right now for what is meant to be right now stop worrying about the world that's how you change the world i changed I, I gravitated and I attract black people's attention because I said, black people, y'all gonna catch on whenever y'all catch on. I still love y'all. Let me do this over here to the people who, who catching on right now. You see what I'm saying? So understand yeah. that's how you, that's how you, and that's how you affect change and that creates longevity. And now you're talking about it's a link chain, longevity. And now that intentional generational wealth gets being built. Why? Because you started, you did, you doing something that your mom and your dad and them didn't do. My mom and my dad and them didn't do this. So therefore, to the level that I'm doing it, like I told right. you. And, right. So, and so let me go right to this question. Me. So what are you intentionally done differently than the previous generations to make a better life? I mean, you got a wife, you got a kid. What have you done intentionally different from previous generations to make a better life for you and yours? So the, the number one thing I've done differently from previous generations is that I've opened my mind to the possibility of more than just my way. I've opened my mind and allowed myself to receive knowledges from everywhere. And in receiving those knowledges from everywhere and putting them together and being able to connect the dots because now they're not they're not opposers, they're, uni they're a union. The knowledge is not opposing data, it is unified data. I was able to take that unified data of all walks of life and create a whole new algorithm, okay? So the one thing I did was remove fear from my life in my previous generation. My, the previous generation, we come up under, you know, they come up under a level of fighting to be to get certain equalities and fighting to get certain freedoms 
now that they've done that for me, now I pick up the baton and I say, okay, the fight is no longer in the street and marching with picket fences and what my predecessors did. That's over with. The, the, the battle is no longer on that stage. The battle is going to the metaverse. The battle is going in the cyber world. The battle, if you don't, if, if, if you don't know how to operate computers and cell phones and smartphones and technologies, within, if you don't know how to operate that within the next three to five years, you're going to get left behind the revolution that is happening on in the digital world. And the world is about to move to the digital world. So the one thing I'm doing is I'm leaving myself open to learn from my elders as well as my youth and as well as my peers, right? And I'm and I'm making sure, and I'm making sure that I actually walk my brand, live my brand, and be my brand instead of just having a brand and only putting on a show for the audience. You see what I'm saying? A lot of our predecessors put on shows for the audience, but they didn't fully walk what they were preaching to us. Majority of our leaders were not walking the doctrines that they were preaching to us. And this is why we got led to hell in the handbasket. Remember, at the end of his term, before they, before he went to the upper room, Martin Luther King said he led us into a burning house. You understand? He So understand what's going on, y'all. Our, pre our predecessors showed us what to do and what not to do. Okay? All right. All right. Last question, brother. Whew. And, yo, we just hit the two-hour mark, man. We've been going in. Uh, and this is just the first conversation, so I'm loving this. I'm loving this. What is something that needs to change in the world that you're uber passionate about? And what are you doing to affect that change? I'm trying to I'm trying to get everybody in the world act chakras activated, bro. That's that's the only thing that's that, that's the super super most one only thing that I'm uber passionate about is activating the activating as many chakras as I can in the world. Um but the num if you want to be technical, the real number one thing I'm uber passionate about is restoring the earth to its former, to, to better than its former glory. Um, you know, we have an environment and a place and a planet that we're supposed to take advantage of. And in taking advantage of it, we're not supposed to degrade it. We're supposed to upgrade it as we take advantage of all of the tools that Earth has given us and Mother Earth has given us. Um, but yeah, that's the number one active, you know, just staying. That's the number one thing I'm passionate about, making sure that everybody get a chance to feel how I feel. All chakras activated, you know, able to control their emotions, able to quiet their mind from all of the thoughts that enter into our mind, able to get their checkbooks balanced and finances straight and independent of a Caucasian vehicle funding their lifestyles, right? Um, this is the number one thing that I'm, you know, passionate about because once you get into your spirit, you're you're getting into God. And when you're getting into God, God gonna automatically guide you to that place where there is no nothing that can hold or bound you. You know what I'm saying? He said, you should prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. And so understand what that means. God's so bold. God said, I'm gonna place a table in, in the midst of your enemies. And I'm gonna prepare your table in the midst of your enemies so that they can watch you eat and can't do nothing because you protect it. You understand? And so, that's what I'm all about, man. Just people strengthening their strengthening their spiritualities with their chakras and heal, you know, healing your body, bro. 
health and wellness. That's my thing, man. Number one. Ashe, Ashe. Hey, you've been checking out Get On Code. Our code is empowerment. So we asked you to get on code. We asked you to share the code, teach the code, become the code, and live the code. Brother Chakra Doctor, Brother Rance Dunbar, you know, you can check him out on his website, chakradoctor.org. He gave you the telephone number. How many folk are doing that? How many folk are doing that? Yo. That's one thing they love about my brand, bro. They love the fact that they can just call me. They were like, oh my God, damn, I'm actually talking to you. Like, yeah, bro, it's me. You know what I mean? What's good? You know what I mean? So check him out on check him out on IG. Check him out on Facebook. Um, yeah, man. I, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing, man. I love gotta have you come on CBTV, bro. I say that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. And we gotta get you back because it looks to me like you can go. We can we can say, all right, Rance, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, and, I, and I've been, and like I told you, I've been in a cocoon for a while, man, and it's time to be the butterfly now, you know, I've, I've been in a cocoon perfecting, I've been, I told you, I tell people, I've been in a hyperbolic time chamber, like on Dragon Ball Z, in my hyperbolic time chamber, and and, and I'm perfecting my, I'm perfecting the craft, and now it's time for me to spread the perfection, man. All right. Well, Code Keepers, you had a beautiful two hours worth of mind-blowing, conceptual, intellectual, motivational, inspirational, educational. You know, <laughs> we, we, we can just go with it, man. The hot boy brought it tonight. He brought the heat. Man, I'm trying to have, man. Y'all get, man. Y'all remember, man. He's going to be coming on my channel, Chakra Doctor TV. I'm going to have Fly Guy on my channel, Chakra Doctor TV. And we're going to... And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put on our tinfoil hats. And we're gonna and we gonna get and we're gonna get it in, man. That's right. Put on the tinfoil koofies and we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> tinfoil koofies all day, bro. I say so hey, code keepers, stay on code. Stay on code. <laughs>